Day. Day. Uh, oh, come uh, on, Grant, are you concentrating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm concentrating a lot. Um, yeah, it's... Um, what are you doing? Uh, uh, it's, look, it's Dateline, uh, January 16th, 2011. Yay. Yeah. What's that noise? Uh, What's that noise? No, don't worry about that. What noise? I'm not hearing anything. You know, Grant... I have this sneaking suspicion that you're taking this uh, Android-based application, aviation research, just a little too seriously. No, 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 no. Oh, damn it. <sighs> I was so close to a high school. What oh. are you uh, research, uh, playing, <clears throat> researching? Uh, air controller. Uh, another That's application. I know who has an Android is playing it, man. I blame Rob Mark for this addiction. The geek said that we, you know, we should help by doing, because we're Android heads, we should help by doing a assessment of applications on the Android for pilots. It's not my fault the first thing I went to was Air Controller. Why didn't you do Angry Birds like the rest of us? Not that I play Angry Birds at all. Nah, Angry Birds is boring. All right, Grant, well, if you can put that uh, Android phone down just for five minutes and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll knock this out the way. Okay, you put your Galaxy Tab aside and uh, let's see what we can do. I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't got the Galaxy Tab anywhere near me. Oh, right, that'll be a first. Okay. Maybe. Um, well, I guess... Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Australia Desk for Airplane Geeks, episode 131. Yay, and, uh, well, down here in the state of Victoria, at least for the moment, we're not flooded out, but I'm sure our friends in the States have been seeing uh, some news coverage about the floods up in Queensland. And, uh, Grant, uh, they've been devastating. Most of that state is underwater in various places, at least, and uh, aviation has not escaped the wrath of nature. I just had notification the other day that's from some folks up in Queensland that a couple of hot air balloons that were in a hangar on their trailers were uh, completely drowned and destroyed. And uh, another hangar that had four aircraft and it got swept away. One aircraft wound up getting beached in a river. This is all in Grantham in uh, southeast Queensland after a seven metre wall of water came racing down uh, that had so much rain that the water just couldn't drain off anywhere and it all turned into a flash flood. And uh, those floods that have taken out about 60% of Queensland are now in New South Wales. And even down here in Victoria, we're getting a little bit of flooding, not quite as bad as what they've got there or as bad as we had in September last year, but there's still a flood watch happening even down here. It has been an amazingly humid summer so far. We've had a heap of rain, which in one way has been a blessing because we've had so many years of drought, in fact, nearly a decade of drought. But uh, boy, when uh, when Mother Nature decides to fill the dams and up here, she uh, she doesn't muck around, I'll tell you what. The city of Brisbane sits right on the Brisbane River and uh, even even Brisbane has been uh, flooded out right through the CBD, in fact, and most of the CBD had to be evacuated at some point. Yep, uh, uh, many, many of my friends who live in the low-lying areas have been evacuated, but uh, hey, at least the airport's still going. Yeah, that's the main thing. And uh, Brisbane Airport, Grant, is not that far from the city centre, it's um, similar to Sydney in many ways, uh, with Sydney Airport well, their airport's virtually practically right in the CBD, but uh, <laughs> Brisbane Airport is uh, a little way out from the city, but not that far, but uh, fortunately the airport is still running, and uh, that's that's been really uh, vital, because in a situation like we've got at the moment, where roads have been washed away, or at least cut off, and uh, railway infrastructure has been devastated in fact, well the only real option uh, therefore becomes uh, air transport, so uh, very fortunate that the airport's been uh, saved. That's correct, it's allowed them to uh uh, stage a lot of relief supplies out of Brisbane Airport to various parts of southeast and middle Queensland. Uh, to give you guys a, an indication of dimension, from the border at the south, bottom of southeast Queensland all the way up to the top is well over 2,000 kilometres. And uh, yeah, the, the floods have taken out from uh, Rockhampton area down, uh, resulting in about 60% of that uh, rather large state being flooded. Uh, but yeah, the Australian Defence Force are naturally chipping in and helping out. Um, they've contributed Sea Kings and 
and Blackhawks to do helicopter rescue operations and supply. And they're also using their C-17s to bring supplies in and out of the area. They're all, um, also bringing in amphibious vehicles to help the army are using their uh, high wheelbase trucks to get around. And uh, the amphibious vehicles are proving a, very, a big benefit. I also note that uh, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton had uh, made an offer to the Australian government to uh, provide whatever support the US could offer uh, to help with the relief efforts. Uh, I'm not sure if that will entail seeing some US military aircraft coming over here, but uh, you know that's that wouldn't be unprecedented. That's happened before in years past. We do get these sort of floods up in Queensland every 15 to 20 years. It just seems to be part of, of the way of life up there. So, uh, you know, our heart goes out to our, our friends up there in Queensland. And, uh, you know, they're, uh, you know I, should, I guess we should put it out there, Grant. There are uh, the Red Cross and many agencies like that are running appeals. And uh, I'm sure all donations towards that flood effort, it's going to take billions of dollars to, uh, to rebuild that great state of Queensland. And uh, uh, we would encourage all our listeners to help out if they can. And also, let's not forget what's going on in New South Wales. Just that the floods didn't stop at the border. They're continuing south. And uh, there's a uh, country music festival going on in Tamworth. Uh, that's going to be very interesting to see how that goes because it's already quite wet there and they're getting a little nervous about flooding there as well. So very interesting, the whole eastern seaboard's getting flooded out and the uh, over on the western side in Perth, they've got forest fires. Yeah, there you go, Grant. Well, uh, speaking of Perth, there's been some interesting developments going on over there in the west and uh, one of the operators over there, a smaller uh, semi-regional carrier, I guess, is SkyWest. They predominantly operate uh, Fokker F100s. And uh, what's interesting about this is that in the never-ending uh, war that's going on these days between... Uh, you know, uh, John Borghetti, the now CEO of Virgin Blue, and his former employers at Qantas. Um, Virgin Blue has just done an alliance with SkyWest, which is going to vastly expand the Virgin Blue regional network. Yeah, that's correct, Steve. Uh, you've got SkyWest running the Fokker 50, um, the, d- the descendant of the F-27 friendship. And uh, what's happening is that Virgin's going to operate uh, about 18 new uh, turboprop. SkyWest have the experience running the turboprop, so they're going to uh, operate f- uh, up to 18 new Virgin Blue brands turboprop aircraft as part of the agreement. They haven't confirmed yet which routes they'll be used on, but the uh, indications is that they're possibly going to be buying more ATR 42 or 72 aircraft. And also in consideration is the um, Bombardier Dash 8 Q300 or Q400. Industry rumors are indicating that the Q400 is favored at this stage. So this is this is the really big news from Virgin. Um, it comes just after last month Qantas confirmed that uh, they were buying into Network, which is a small airline over in Western Australia that does a lot of fly and fly out resource contracts for mining operators and so on. They also operate Fokkers, but they're primarily running the uh, 100-seat Fokker 100s, the uh, descendant of the F-28 Fellowship. They also run Embraer uh, 120 Brasilias. Not long after Qantas picked up Network, suddenly Virgin Blue is teaming up with SkyWest. So it's getting pretty interesting down at the regional level. Yeah, and it's, it's one thing, it's one area that uh, Qantas has really had it over Virgin Blue ever since Virgin Blue came along is that Qantas, in the, under the Qantas Link brand, uh, you know, predominantly off operating, uh, you know, Dash 8s, Q400s, this sort of stuff. Um, that, that's that's an area that uh, Virgin Blue up until now hasn't been able to compete with, although we did see them take some small steps towards that a few years back when they started getting the Embraer products, uh, the E170s and the E190s. Now, um, Virgin Blue is trying to, at the moment, get rid of their E170s. Uh, they've become sort of surplus to requirements, but uh, yeah, really interesting stuff to see them uh, going into this market and really uh, tackling Qantas in an area where perhaps they had uh, no competition in the past. That's right. They're definitely going into the Qantas link 
Starlink area. Uh, Qantas Link, of course, are flying the 717s. Uh, so the E-190s compete quite nicely in that area. Yeah, and uh, I guess the 170s just haven't quite worked out. And uh, now that they're doing this deal with SkyWest, they don't definitely don't need them because they're going to replace them with the turboprops that work a little better on those smaller sectors. Well, uh, Grant, uh, you know, we, we need to cut this short, I guess. So we're running a little bit short of time today. But uh, just before we do and uh, get back to our research, it um, doesn't look like there'll be much research going on down in Antarctica for a while. Oh, the research is still happening, but uh, the, they're unable to use our friends with Sky Traders with their A319 uh, because the, the the Wilkins Blue Ice Runway is closed at the moment because the temperature is too warm for it. It's above minus five degrees Celsius, and as a result, they can't use the runway. It's it's not stable in those conditions. So um, there's as far as I know, there's only been one or two scientists who weren't able to get down and do their work. Everyone else has been able to get down with other other aircraft going through other bases and so on. But the uh, the Sky Traders route from uh, Tasmania down to Wilkins Blue Ice Runway just isn't happening at the moment, and that's that's pretty amazing that Antarctica could get that warm. Yeah, and I guess uh, with all the you know the uh, strange weather patterns that have been happening down here over the over the last uh, couple of months, well, uh, I guess that probably only makes sense that it would be sweeping down to the bottom of the globe as well. So, yeah, really. 2010 was the warmest year on record since they started keeping track in 1880. Well, there you go. Well, that'll make uh, that'll make Al Gore happy. I know we've got lots of research to do, but there's so many other stories. Like, hey, did you see this one about uh, two Grumman Mallards are going to be flying between Darwin and Rathmines for the uh, Catalina Festival. How cool is that? That is very cool. Of course, um, you know, it'd be nice to be able to get up there and see it, actually, Grant. But, of course, uh, Darwin, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's a long way from here. I know. Just a little bit of a, of a hole, like 4,000 kilometres or so. But, yeah, well, uh, yeah. hey, you know how we were talking about VB, Virgin Blue? They got fined $110,000 by the Australian Communications Media Authority for spamming people. Mm. Interesting. Maybe they should talk to Tiger about uh, how Tiger are charging people for their spam list. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Well, you know, obviously Tiger is smarter than we thought. Yeah, there you go. But a bit of a black eye for uh, Virgin Blue. But uh, speaking of black, Air New Zealand's latest A320 in all black colours, as in the all black rugby team, uh, that's rugby union, of course, the real game, uh, has been put on the, on the uh, routes. It's out, it's flying, it's all black with a silver fern and looking pretty sexy. All right, nothing like a, a great av- advertisement for the world's second best rugby team. Speaking of second best, <laughs> <laughs> well, and New Zealand is apparently co-chaired with Virgin Atlantic. I know this. Uh, I know this raised some eyebrows for uh, Dangerous Dan over there at the Geeks. But uh, really, I don't know. I think actually, it, it doesn't really surprise me because um, if you if you co-chair with uh, Virgin Atlantic, you can get from uh, London Heathrow through to Hong Kong and then direct from Hong Kong to Auckland. So you don't have to go through Sydney and, and then have another hop, which you would if you had to team up with Virgin Blue. So don't know. Uh, all the Virgin groups are free to do as they care. So. Uh, maybe something was discussed as part of the New Zealand Virgin Blue link up and everyone felt that Virgin Atlantic was the better one to go for. I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't heard anything else on that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure uh, by the time we're talking about this in the show, Dan's probably already covered it quite extensively. So uh, no, no need to cover that, Grant, but something I would like to cover before we go. Now, I haven't seen much of you over the summertime uh, so far. You've been rather quiet and I, uh, I rather thought that you might have been engaged in some work practices, but is there anything you'd like to tell us before we uh, finish this report? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of some music. <laughs> Come on, face up. You're an evil man, Fisher. 
<laughs> yes, Grant's a lovely partner, Kit. Now, uh, apparently she's going to try the impossible, Grant, and make an honest man out of you. Oh, no, 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 no. She already knows that's impossible. No. She's just going to do what she can to bat me around the ears and keep me on a relatively straight and narrow path. Okay, so uh, let's make the big announcement here on Airplane Geeks. What have you been up to, Grant, over Christmas? Uh, in a moment of insanity, when I asked Kit to marry me, she said yes. So obviously the poor woman is deranged, and, uh, yeah, we're going to get married in February of 2012. <laughs> all right, congratulations to Grant and Kid, and uh, all right, quiet studio audience, quiet studio audience. <laughs> Dag. <laughs> yeah, so uh, congratulations to Grant and Kid, and commiserations to Kid. I, I you know, she she such seems like such a normal girl, and uh, I don't know how she's going to possibly tame you, Grant. But uh, anyway, I've had no luck, so she's got no hope at all. I know, I know, it's 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 crazy. I mean, she already knows I'm a hundred percent aviation geek, nerd, aeroneurophycosis, and balloonatic. It just doesn't get much worse, does it? No, it doesn't get much worse. <laughs> anyway. Wonderful news. Good to have some happy news. And, uh, uh, well, uh, Grant, while we're pondering that happy news, um, well, I've got to get back to some research of my own. Oh, okay. Hey, what's that sound? What's Dude. Sound? What's that? Oh, it must be Rob Mark. Oh, is he ringing in again? Yeah. What's that and- sound in the background? I wouldn't be playing Angry Birds. No, you wouldn't be. Well, look how they fly. See, it's aviation research. Uh, well, speaking of aviation research then. Wow, a high score. Really? You managed to get one. Anyhow, what was that? Did you say something? No, I don't. No. Uh, we'll check you. We'll check you people next week. Yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. I'm Steve Fisher. And um, he, I'm he, gra- he, oh, he, damn it, another crash. And he's Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks. Thanks. Bye.